morning, good evening, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T-Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Good, man. We're back with it. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Special guest with us today, Mr. Scott Porter, <laughs> actor. Does it all. Having a good chat with him. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Special guest. Special in quotes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Ace of trades, man. No, I'm I'm doing great, man. And uh, you know, we're just trying to trying to get back to any semblance of normal out here in LA, just trying to figure it out. But uh, yeah. you know, it was a good morning. So good morning, yeah. I feel you, man. It's different out here. We've been out here. Well, he's you're you're out here on the West Coast, but I'm coming from Florida. And Florida is completely opposite of here, man. Like it's a little more ease. Uh people were going out, like people were going to restaurants, people were eating inside, people were Going to movie theaters. I went to a movie theater like like a week before I came out here. So wow, for, to come out here and everybody's like on the on the patio on the sidewalks. I'm just like, damn, this is a different time. Like I, I thought people were not joking, but I didn't think it just was this bad out here. You can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. numbers don't lie, right? But yeah. I have family that uh, live in Orlando, so oh, nice. I I went to high school and and college there actually. Oh where uh, where? I went to Lake Howell High School. Okay. In Winter Park. Okay. Played football there and got. Uh, Invited to walk on at the University of Central Florida. Uh, oh, nice. Got my bell rung before we games even started, <laughs> and realized that it wasn't my future. I was I was quick. I ran yeah. a four five in high school. Had oh, good damn. hands, you know. But I'm were you slot? I'm five eleven. I was yeah. like a yeah. West Walker. Yes. Like West. Uh, that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. There was a, we had a coach, a new coach. His name was Mike Cruzette. Came down from Pittsburgh, and uh, wanted to install uh, kind of somewhat of a new offense and put Dante Culpepper into a position to really excel. Yeah. And uh, and so he he started recruiting local kids who had speed and were you know had had good hands and so oh, yeah. there was like six of us that he recruited out of that Orlando mm-hmm. area nice and uh, yeah he practice like, squad just got got my bell rung on a tip tip ball and just you like nah. I kind of got up and and looked around and and I had a job offer from Disney World and uh, it paid more than either of my parents made in a week and I said you know what I think um I found it. I think maybe I'll just go do that. Yeah, you know, and That's I, how it was. you know, I caught you, a game winning touchdown against our rival in high school. So I had that like big moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So you experienced you know, it then. Fourth and goal, catch, catch a touchdown pass against a guy named Dominic Shaw who went to play at Auburn. So Ooh. I felt good about myself. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I carried yeah. off the field. It was Rudy style. Damn. So yeah, yeah but yeah. I have I have family down in Orlando. My brother works at Universal Studios and he's at work. Universal Studios is open it's out open. here. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything like this new world, everything. So when's the last time you've been back to Orlando? I haven't been back since last in 2019, May 2019. of 2019. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, things pretty much normal then. So let's talk about how we got connected with all this through uh the Andrew. agency, yep, creative and um a charity event that you were starting in that's how this all came about, you know, with him donating to that and giving you some stuff for that. Yeah, uh, my boy ATZ. Uh, <laughs> yes, Andrew Thomas. Thomas, yes sir. Yeah, Andrew Thomas. Shout out. Uh, I used to play ball with him out here. Uh, just a good guy, man. And what's Andrew's game like? Actually, sorry for breaking you up there. He's 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 uh, he's really good. He's he's smooth. You know, he's just <laughs> no, uh, nothing super sudden. You yeah. know, just something. <laughs> But but I mean, there's something to be said about that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, he's and uh, he, he plays well. He, he plays very well. Um, yeah. He, he's a he's a good he's a good player in uh, Beverly Hills Rec Leagues. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, he's helped us out a couple of years in a row um, with an event called Freeze HD, uh, which is 
to support the Huntington's Disease Society of America in their battle to uh, support families across this country who are dealing with it. Huntington's disease is uh, a neurodegenerative uh, genetic disease that you know, spins out of your DNA, basically. And it's it's described, the symptoms are kind of described as having ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's all rolled into one. And my mother-in-law and my wife uh, are both positive for the Huntington's gene. And I got involved a couple of years ago. I hit, I hit uh, ATZ up, and, and he's been, you know, sending me stuff because he works over at CAA in the sports yeah. department. And we've gotten jerseys, balls, shoes, you know, stuff like that. And uh, he said, actually, I, you know, he knows me really well. We've been friends for years. He said... Uh, you know, one of our one of our clients and a good friend of mine uh, has a podcast, and I think you guys would really get down. So, yeah. um, let me ask if he'd be willing to <coughs> donate. And you you sent us some shoes, which are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, my buddies from Orlando already are in a bidding war over them. So. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm out to send some more because I, I I just got I just got all, like the the day I sent those shoes to you, I think like that following afternoon, I ended up getting all the gear back I had for this past season. I had a whole bunch of game worn shoes. I had a few jerseys. I was like, I definitely got to send some more stuff. Oh man, I'll tell you what. If you got anybody back in Orlando that could take a couple of pictures of them, yeah, like, I'll throw them up on the auction today. For sure, I'll I make got it you. a whole pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have my wife after this for <laughs> sure. Yeah, for I got sure, you. man. Yeah, yeah, man. We are we are completely uh, we are versatile. Uh, mm-hmm. The event is this Saturday, the twenty sixth, uh, and it's virtual this year. Oh yeah, just as we were talking about, you know, we've done it in person for the first four years, and we've made about uh, 800K, and we're hoping in those four years, uh, we're hoping that this year we'll get up over a, a million total, And but it's a virtual event, so the one good thing is that everybody can be there, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas yeah. you had to be in Los Angeles, you had to be in Hollywood to be able to go uh, in the years past, now everybody can go. So yeah. it's this Saturday from 6 to 8 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and everybody can log on, and we've got amazing performances, and we've got a live auction that's actually going on right now, like, and, where, and where can they log on to? Yeah, they go to hdsa.org slash freezehd. Okay. And if they want to go straight to the auction and see what we got, uh, then go to hdsa.org slash bid. And that takes bid. you straight to this auction. And we got crazy stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, you know, for gamers out there, I'm a gamer. We're yeah. gamers. Big there time. you go. So I got a lot of connections in the video game world. I do a lot of voiceover and stuff. Yeah. We got a Cuphead Xbox One console that they only made 50 of. We got one of the Taco Bell Xboxes that you know you could only get from from Taco Bell, wow. and when you turn it on, it goes boom. Like the bell, the bell. It does yeah. the bell. Uh, we got a ton of signed stuff. You know, The Last of Us Part Two PlayStation signed by whole the, by all the cast. Yeah, I just played that. Great. Uh, we've got like art prints. We've got we just we just got a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. man. We got sports memorabilia. That's sick. You know, we got like a John Elway signed football and a Derek Jeter signed bat. And, you I'm, know, I'm actually going. I'm going to sign up after. I'm going to try to look at some stuff after this. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Definitely. I'm going to take a look on it. Take yeah, a look. Sure. Yeah. Gaming. You know, we got Zoom calls with casts. I used to be on a show called Heart of Dixie. We got the, you know, the Heart of Dixie cast doing a Zoom call with a lucky fan. We got the star of Lucifer, uh, Tom dope. Ellis, doing a Zoom. And, and it's really cool. It's very timely because mm. uh, I just closed my deal yesterday. I'm joining the show. Uh, for this sixth and final season, so I'm. That's oh, awesome, that's super man. dope! Congrats, Congrats man. bro. So that's as soon as dope. we get out of here, I got to make a social post and put it out there. <laughs> super <laughs> dope, bro. Joining the cast, and so uh, yeah, man. There's there's a ton of really cool stuff, but uh, yeah, a lot of video game stuff. That's that's my fault. No, I'm for sure. I, I was actually just looking at some of the video games you worked on. And I bet you probably didn't know this. You worked on um, Spider Man. 
Yes, sir. Get, could you guess who he was on Spider Man? Did you play it? I played a little bit, I, not I, as much I, as no, you. I, you were I, obsessed I, with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I finished it and played it. It was a great game. <laughs> which yeah. which was Harry Osborne. Oh, really? Main yeah. character, bro. How how does that work? Doing those voiceovers is that pretty like fun, or do you have, do you have a good time with that? It's hard. It seems like it's a lot of work, man. There's so much in that game. You know, voiceover is interesting. It is difficult because when you act on screen, you know. Whether it's, I mean, whether it's on stage, say I started out in theater, uh, or it's, you know, on screen for movie or television, you're always with people. You're always bouncing things off of people. And it's always organic how a conversation uh, and dialogue works when you've mm -hmm. actually got somebody responding to you. And that drives yeah. your emotions and that drives, you know, how you deliver a line. But when you're in voiceover, you're in a booth by yourself, quite often without any context at all, with a script. And they are top secret with everything, everything. man. So they you just have you... the lines and nothing else? Well, yeah. you just have the lines. You're not looking at a video. You're not looking at anything. No, no. no quite you have, often. You have no idea. There's different levels, right? Yeah. You, do, you do basic voiceover where you just have a script and you look at the lines. Mm -hmm. So for Spider-Man, I was what's known as, you know, in video games as a mission giver. Y'all play games, yeah. you understand? Uh, and so my, most of my stuff was just over voicemail. So okay. I just had all of these That's missions that I gave. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you played to the very end of the game, uh, Harry Osborn is going to become something. I know. I know it is. I know what's happening. <laughs> and I, I know how it went down. So that's the other thing. So like, this is a game that, you know, they just, I know they have this whole thing with PS5 and that's coming out with Miles Morales. Do you have to like constantly like go back and like, like kind of do more voiceover lines because I know the game kind of just gets expansive and I know like once you beat it, they'll have more missions like later on, you know, in the future. But like, do you have to go back to like work and do that? Yeah, with uh, DLC they have yeah, for like every game. Yeah. So so if I rewind back to uh, Batman Arkham mm -hmm. City, which yeah. is, I, I played Nightwing in the mm -hmm. Arkham <laughs> games. And... Yeah, it was crazy. If you <laughs> yeah. watched, if you watched no, Batman the animated, did you ever watch Batman the animated series, yes. the cartoon? Right. Yeah. So, so that's the voice of Batman. He's always yeah. been the voice of Batman, right? Um, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, is Kevin his Conroy. Name. And he's the voice of Batman in the Arkham games. My very first day, I walk in, and he's walking out, and I was like, "You oh just met gosh. Batman." Yeah, and it, it was like, you know, there's the energy, man. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. And I, I said, "I'm Scott. It's nice to meet you." And he's like, I'm Kevin. And I was like, oh, oh God, what is Batman? <laughs> what is going on? And, and so I get into the booth, and my first line uh, to him was something about, like, oh, still lurking around on rooftops, I see. And he turns, <laughs> around, he turns around, and he says something to me, like, basically, like, cut the crap, you know? And I heard his voice in my cans. Yeah. You know, just like we're wearing them now, and I was like, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. And I stopped talking. Surreal. And for that game, they had the animation kind of already built a little mm -hmm. bit uh, because the performance capture, that studio is in London. So they did, they had a stunt actor do all the Nightwing stuff. Yeah. They used my face and they would then map my face kind of into it yeah. uh, with facial capture and then how your your mouth moves and stuff. But um, so for that game, it was just the animation was already there. And I just like, I fell out. I, I heard his voice, and I was like, I need you a second. I need a second, everybody. So, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that would take me, because my favorite, you I'm know, Batman. hero is Batman, so I'm just always, and everybody always talks about, like, they have their favorite Batmans of, like, uh, Christian Bale and, you know, not really Val Kilmer, but, like, uh, Michael Keaton, but for me, it's no. always been, like, the voice. The voice is the one thing that's always stuck with me, Yeah. and I think if I was doing the same thing, I would have been like, I need a second, bro. Well, for that game, with the DLC, though, yeah. uh, they didn't know quite. I mean, I think they had some story ideas mm. of what they where they might go or what they might do. Yeah. And what they ended up doing was building out a complete and total DLC for Nightwing himself. And it was Nightwing 
uh, going after Penguin. Yeah. And it was this really cool thing that I never expected to happen. Uh, but yeah, so I will work on a game for over two years. When I did Madden. <sighs> yeah, um, he was oh, Cole Cruz. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it's weird because I was like, <laughs> years ago, or like a few years when the game came out, I kind of was looking like, I was like, let me just look up this cast because I was like, I want to see who these guys are. And it's so funny. And I was like, yo, he is. He look, <laughs> and it's weird because he looks just like him. And I was like, and no, because they still have Colt. They had Colt for like two years on, the, on like the Madden things where he was like a big part. And I think he, even this year, he might have like, did he make an appearance on Not this year. Because he, he was a, I don't know, something happened where he ended up, I don't know, became friends with the main guy. And then yeah, he had yeah. players. We, we did up. that. And it was, that was insane. Uh, but. It was a proof of concept that mm. uh, Mike Young over at EA had this idea to put a story in Madden. Yeah. And he had to sell the hell out of it to yeah. everybody above him at EA. You know, EA is about making money. And they're oh, like, oh, wait, yeah. how does the story mode make us money? Mm. And he crafted this story. And it was incredible. Long shot, I was so lucky to be a part of. But I was working on that thing for about 18 months before they even got approved to make Whoa. the game. Wow. And then once I got approved to make the game, I was working on it for another like year and a half. So that was like three years I was going on that thing. But it was like just doing voiceover work. I went up to EA in Vancouver. They have a whole football field uh, volume where they shoot stunt. But it's it's where you go and get performance yeah. capture done, and it's in a it's in a dome in They'll Vancouver, BC. Yeah. Wow. It's in a dome, wow. and you go up there, and they've got a full football field. They also have, I mean, their campus up there is yeah, insane. They got everything. That's but inside sick. there, they also do all their battlefront stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, Battlefield stuff Battlefield, and yeah. Battlefront, Star oh, Wars Battlefront. Both of them, yes. Yeah. We play all They'll that. do like a oh, bunch yeah. of the stunt stuff up there because the, the, the space is so huge. Yeah, they use it. Um, and I'm shot on all different types of like performance capture stages, but mm -hmm. that one was giant. But yeah, three years on, on Madden. And then, you know, after that, we had to make the games much quicker because once yeah. Longshot became a hit the first year, it like won awards. No, yeah. I know. It, it was like, a yes. great game. It, it was, was really insane. fun. And Mahershala Ali was in it and Dan yeah, Marino was in it. as a coach. One day... I worked with an Oscar award-winning actor in Mahershala, uh, who is just incredible. And then I worked with a Hall of Famer in Dan Marino on the same insane. day. That's, uh, that must have been a fun day, too. That's that's wild. Because I love yeah. that game. I played it all the time. So, and even now I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah. we're playing the new one for yeah, sure. They, so do you play all these? You play all these games, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. One of the, I'm one of the voices and creative character uh, and face of the franchise this year. Uh, so Colt Cruz isn't yeah. in the game, but I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you listen to the three, there's three different voices. There's the guy who who acted all out on stage, Derek. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and he's the bass voice. He's got a deeper tone and everything. Most yeah. people choose him. Yeah. But it was a funny story because they wanted me to come back and voice the character, but they told me, I couldn't have the Southern accent anymore. I couldn't be Colt Cruz. It couldn't be. <laughs> so funny, crazy. Bro. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, come on, Dev. What are we doing? <laughs> we got to get going. We're going to make the draft. Uh, but... But they were like, it has to be so completely different. I said, yeah. well, why don't I just use my regular voice? And they're like, yeah, but you still have a Southern feel a little bit. Now, we need you so far yeah. away. So next thing you know, my voice is like a New England. <laughs> they wanted like a, a mix of like New England. They're like, yeah. we don't want it to be Boston, Boston. But so if you if you play as me, you're like, when I get a question in the press conference, I'm like, yeah, I feel I'm pretty good. I feel I'm pretty good out Whoa. there in the field. You know, it is. I put my I put the ball in the place where the receivers can go make a play, I, and I felt good about today. <laughs> I, have, I have to you know. redo my whole creative <laughs> player, and because I had to choose that voice from now on. Oh man, when you get in a fight with that guy, it's oh, like bro, you know you're gonna as, lose. You know when the when the two characters start fighting, and that guy I get a lot of attitude. But oh, so that was crazy, man. But shooting that that was we, we did it in COVID, so in yeah. COVID protocols. So they sent a rig to my house. I put uh, blankets all up in my closet. I got on Zoom with the director. 
I watched somebody else's performance mm-hmm. and then had to speak in a Boston accent to in, his performance. Yeah, in kind of match. In my closet, in my house. That's asking that, so Whereas much. usually I'd be in a studio, we'd yeah. have all this energy. And I, so I had to do that whole game from my closet, which is that's, that's grade crazy. A professionalism. <laughs> but it's still, the, it's turned out great. No, it's a great game. I think actually this year's Madden is probably my favorite match because this is one only games. I don't really, I, pl- I used to play like Call of Duty a lot and I used to play like, you know, NBA 2K a lot. And when I played this year's Madden, I was like, oh, this is a whole new feel. And so I just been kind of stuck. Well, the yard, the yard. The yard, yeah. It makes it play like my park. Yeah, it's like my park. And you got NFL Street vibe. NFL Street vibe, too. So it's like, it's a little bit of nostalgia to it. So I I end up playing that for. But you're stuck on UFC now. This guy won't stop playing UFC. (laughs) I can't. I'm binging right now. But it is. So hear, what, did you hear the new wrestling game that's coming out? They've, they AEW. Get, like, they gave the yeah, but they give the wrestlers like superpowers. Like, no. Oh, sorry, no, that's not AEW. That's the um, that's like that, lightning that, flying it's, from it's people's like fingers the, and stuff. It's <laughs> the WWE uh, superstars like battle royal, but it's like their niche is like actually their superpower. So like, hmm. so like you know, if like a Superman punch from Roman Reigns is gonna be like him jumping a thousand feet in the sky and then coming down with like an actual Superman punch. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's like fight, it's like a, it's like a. It's like uh, an NFL Mortal blitz Kombat version. Type yeah, it's like, like an NFL, NFL blitz, blitz version yeah. of of WWE, of WWE. <laughs> which is crazy because WWE is also just already crazy. It's already. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Blitz the League? That game where they would oh, literally man. give you where they would give you steroids. They would like, give oh, you oh, your legs player, broken. Your player your got hurt. Broken. Yeah, he broke his femur. Do you want to just you know get him healthy the oh, natural way, or do you want gosh, these ten thousand dollars worth of steroids? I'm like, Talk what is this? I was like, is this? No, that game was mad. That game was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. That should have been for kids. But Yeah, we can't talk about it anymore out here in Los Angeles since uh, Tyrod had his lung oh punctured my. by his own team doctor. We was were talking it? about I mean, this I was this like, morning. Was that intentional, insane. bro? Yo. It had to be intentional. And then their coach came out after that the game. guy really good friends with Herbert? That's, that's what I'm saying. And then the coach came out after the game and said, if he's healthy, we want to start him. And it was like, that just seems like all planned almost. Like, what the heck? It's crazy, man. You know how bad you... that would hurt? That would hurt to puncture somebody's lung. You don't do it by mistake. How do? I mean, <laughs> for real, you can't do it by mistake. He's a okay. For me, I'm a skinny guy. It, it for me, he might be able to do it pretty easily. I mean, what kind of what kind of pregame situation are you getting that you? Football is a your, different culture. I mean, the needle is like that long, man. And they probably like put it right over the spot, and then with just like a f- hammer fist <laughs> and just hit you. Man. How, you can't you can't mm. slowly puncture somebody's lungs. It's impossible. Oh, that's I hope he gets sad. better, man. I hope he. I hope he does start again because I've I've always been a fan of, of Tyrod Taylor's man. Yeah, yeah, he's that long. yeah and they've started yeah. out all right. The Chargers. It wasn't awful. I mean, they had a a, a tough first game. It skid by. Who was that? The Bengals that it was missed the, the Bengals, game. Yeah. And then they the played the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs tough. Yeah. And, they missed and then but yeah. that was with Herbert, and he he, he played sucks. pretty well. But yeah, you know. they, yeah, they almost had that one. It's been yeah. tough. I mean, but I don't know. I'm. I just started becoming a football fan. Yeah, he's a fake fan. Yeah. I'm not a fake fan. I've never watched. Well, okay, I've always watched football, but I've never been like a fan of anybody. And I never really watched the season all the way through. So this is the year. I was like, you know, what? I'm planning to commit. It's COVID. I'm gonna be in the house a lot. Let me pick a football team and ride with him. And so <laughs> since I live in Florida, the closest thing was Tampa. Yeah, Tom Brady. Not not Tom Brady. He's Tampa a, Bay. T- yeah, Tom Brady <laughs> just happened to play for the team that I was going to choose. And then we have some ties. We know some people on the team. So it's like, it made sense. So now everybody thinks I'm a bandwagon fan. Tampa Bay. Oh, man, I can't. I mean, you can't really. I mean, it's going to be interesting this year for them, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're like, this whole thing might just really backfire on Tom. Now that they got Cam in New England and and he's balling out. He's balling out and he's doing well. But, like, they're not. Everybody's like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be? Is it Brady that needs Belichick or is it Belichick that needs Tom? And it's looking to me like they kind of need each other. 
They not because they're playing well. Don't get me wrong, but like they're just. It feels like everybody's just a step off, or like it's just a little different. I don't know. I think I think Tom. I think Tom is. I mean, look, he's he's the goat, right? Yeah, he he's clutching all the big games and everything. But I just feel like when when you look at back and you go. Matt Castle went ten and six in New England. Yeah, like Matt Castle went. Jacoby Brissett looked like a superstar. Yeah, all they, yeah. right? they all you got paid. I mean? They all got paid. Yeah, that. Jimmy, they, G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Jimmy G got G. paid. And so there's something to be said about the system, right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. think I think that Tom Brady has more to lose than Belichick. If Belichick has a bad year, yeah. but then gets a good draft pick and comes back tomorrow and starts winning again. I mean, next year yeah. and starts He's winning fine. again. He's fine. But this is like Tom's last like. I don't see them rock. being having a bad year either. I don't. The Patriots, like you said, they look, they look good. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. I'm a big then, Seahawks fan, and that game came down to that last play. But like even how they're running their offense and stuff, like how yeah, crazy it is never with seen Cam. A they have so run. many different. You've never seen a quarterback in a New England jersey like rush for yards, and now that that Josh McDaniels another, is just yeah, picking. That, that, he's loving it. He can yeah. do all these like it looks like Tim Tebow at Florida. They're running like six yeah. people. I mean that last it's play wild. was a little. Well, see, he he coached him. I'm a Broncos fan. He coached Tim Tebow right. in right. Denver, right? right? And now he's like a I more have, polished Tim Tebow. I have, I a, have a Tim Tebow with talent and, <laughs> and big uh, MVP. Big. So yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm rooting for Cam though. Like I mean, he's he's a good player, and I feel like I don't know what the situation was in in he Carolina. Shit. Yeah, but for the most part, it's like he has – most people don't get that second opportunity. Regardless of what happened, most people don't get the opportunity. So I, he's the starter. You know, Belichick loves him. He's been balling yeah. out in training camp, and he's been balling out, I mean, so far. And they, they had a close one. We were watching it. Yeah, that I was thought they were, It gets the Seahawks. Yeah, I thought they were going to win. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a camp. I might get a jersey. Speaking of Belichick. It's funny that he's in a commercial now. Even you saw that. Yeah, he like, was did in you a see commercial? the commercial? I, he was in a commercial. He's in a Subway commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. that. It was weird. It was weird. Something you never Tom thought Brady you'd leaves, see. now you're doing commercials. It's, it's funny. They need it's a new face of the franchise. <laughs> Going into his house in the NFL draft, I don't know. You got to go find the, the Bill Belichick war room in like the most 80s kitchen oh, yeah, you've yeah. ever seen. I'm like, probably... this dude has made so much money. How is that his kitchen? And then his dog. His dog with <laughs> his him. Dog. He's got like a picture of a sailboat on the wall. He's it's a like very this... simple man. Yeah, man. He's just... And his son. His son looks oh, like... Jeez. With that the mullet. Very... Yeah, this... yeah, with the mullet. <laughs> with that he... like mullet. His son is like, I was like, damn, like, you not you. Just look like you really don't care about anything else in football, just like your dad. And not there's anything wrong with that, but he just like, I don't know, he gets that vibe like, yeah. I, I only mean, care about football right now. What choice does the kid have? He was given a, a cut-off uh, hoodie sweater when he was the day he was born. Yeah, right from it's the like from They the didn't hospital. put him in onesies. They just put him in an old... They just threw him right in there. The onesie was the cutoff. An old, an old onesie hoodie. hoodie. I can see it, though. <laughs> Belichick, champion. Hey, back to video games. So what, what games are you playing right now? I know you're into them. What, what's your favorite game right now? I mean, it's really hard for me to get away from Destiny. We're mm. kind of in a lull right now, but the new expansion Beyond Light is coming out this this fall. And for me, um, you know, I play through single player experiences, but over time, um, taking like getting that carved out to play hours and hours of something it's different. You know, I played the, I played the new Star Wars game this year, and uh, Fallen Order, and it was great yeah but it. it took me so long to get through it because i've got two kids yeah uh five and, and three my son is five my daughter's three wow and same, uh, same exact 
age. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wow. Boy go. and a girl, son's five, daughter's two and a half. Same thing. Same yeah. Difference. Yeah. So, wow. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, I get to a point in the night where I like, I want to spend time with my wife and then yep. I want a game. Yep. <laughs> and so, at that point, Destiny is such a social game for me. Mm. So many of my friends play the game. So, you know, we set aside, we do raid night on Wednesday where we try and do the most difficult things mm -hmm. in the game. Uh, there's an achievement for going flawless in a raid, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah. We did it for the first time last week. That's and it was tough. like, it was like, celebrate. Yeah. Were you guys yelling? Hey, like open we the wine, crazy. pop the wine. Oh, we were going yeah. nuts. Yeah. I, I love that. When we get hyped after just getting a win in yeah. something, it's yeah. like, it it are you, what are you playing on? Uh, I play, I mean, I play everything. I have, I have Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch, but, uh, with crossplay now, it makes just, it a lot easier. So you know, I, I play. I just stay on my Xbox because that's a lot where a lot of my my friends are. And I have crossplay. I have one hundred and seventy thousand gamer scores, so I just want to keep on yeah, building. Yeah, hey, gotta get my going. trophies going. Keep you know, going. wait, that's <laughs> Destiny's on crossplay. Is crossplay? Yeah, Destiny can be. Uh, I've never played it. And I, yeah, and I keep hearing people saying it because I've heard somebody else said that like when they start playing it, they just got lost in it and they just the only game they play. But yeah. like, and and like you said, and they said it's very social too. Like you can kick with, and that's. That's so much of our relationship now. We grew up, you know, together in the same neighborhood, like in the same town, whatever. But now, since I live across the country, 85% of our relationship is just putting on the headphones, talking through the game, and just, like, hanging out. That's like our bar going to go get a drink. And it's yep. just like... That's what I do with the do. Borderlands 3. My brother and sister, they live in Orlando. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're playing Borderlands 3 together and getting back into it. And uh, and when I say Destiny's crossplay, what I need to say is that you can, you can migrate Destiny. So you can... You could take your your uh, account and take it from Xbox and go to PlayStation and really? then play with your account on PlayStation. Okay. And then you okay. can migrate back to Xbox. So um, crossplay is coming, but I know like yeah. with uh, with you know Call of Duty. Yeah. You uh, can just jump I'm about in the to start. Lobby. I'm about to start getting getting into that a little bit more. We've been uh, on that a yeah. good amount the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So how many people do you play with on uh, Destiny? How how big a group are you guys like when you do your raids like that? Uh, yeah, they call them clans, right? So uh, <laughs> he's got his I'm clan. sorry, he's selling me on this. Like, I'm, yeah, the, yeah, he I'm wants getting to play like it. the sense of like band together. You like the camaraderie part I of it, love where it's it so like much. you're all doing something to get to the final goal. Oh, yeah, we have we have a, a clan of a group of friends that like actual tight friends that <laughs> we're like there's like 20 of us, and then uh, outside of that we met another clan that we teamed up with, yes. and these guys are like me. They they played Halo. In the very beginning, yeah. they've been together like on message boards and everything before you could even be together, like have an in-game group. You know, they they've been talking they doing for that. decades, right? And uh, we met these guys, and and they're they're the TTL clan, they're the Tide the Leader clan. Which, if you ever played Halo, uh, which like like I did, like one of the things the guy would come on and say. Tied the leader, and yeah. so that yep. was like the yes. thing. They went, tied the leader, took the lead, and yeah. like, and so tied the leader is their their clan. So we got together with them, and we've been just doing a ton of stuff. And and uh, so like know. one time, how many people do you have actually? Like the the biggest group, yeah. You like guys so have the ever biggest group, like so raids together. in that game. So mostly fire teams in that game are three people. Okay, and you do a lot of the content with just mm -hmm. three people. Um, there's three different classes: Titan, Hunter, Warlock. So. You know, I think that's why they had that three thing, you know. And then when you play Crucible, which is their PvP, uh, you know, it's 6v6. And uh, when you do a raid, you can have six people. Um, but then they've got these world events where you can have, you know, the instance that you spawn into. Uh, you know, like they have this thing called Escalation Protocol. You can, you can get up to 12 people, like, just working together. Just four fire teams of three. 
you know, it takes some manipulation. I was going to say. But you can get there. You know, you land yeah. in the place. You'd be like, yo, can, can I jump at a party with you, stranger? And uh, you jump at a party with them. Then you start inviting people in. And then you get your whole crew in there. Remember when we used to, you know, we used to be... We used to be into this. Uh, what is that game? It's like a. Con- it's like a. It's a game app. It's a conquer. It's like we play. It was, uh, it was a. It was a. The game. The game of Thrones. It's like an RPG. Like con- it's like a RPG. It's like the role playing like conquer type game, right? It was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Conquest. Conquest. The app. The app. <laughs> when when I mean we were into like the culture of this little game that we were playing, it took it us. Sucked us in. It, we were in a whole new world. This sounds like that, but on an actual video 10, game, on actual video game, it's he's not. talking clans, he's talking yeah. raids. It's like all language I've been, you know, familiar with. I, can we? Can we? Can oh we? yeah, I'm done. I, I know a lot of people that play Destiny. They are obsessed with it. Uh, our homie Jared, he he loves it. No, not yes. Jared. Oh yes. my god, the game is crazy because they they really are trying to do like a, you know, MMO RPG, right? Yeah. It's like what they're trying to do, but also with first person shooter elements. And one thing Bungie does, like when you pick up this game and you play it. It feels better than any other shooter. It just feels better, man. It just, the feel of it is crazy. But you have to also, like, if you if you come from playing Call of Duty or Apex even, like, you, just... um, you know, I'm a big Titanfall fan, so I, I play a little Apex and everything. Yeah. Um, but even then, you don't get as wild as they get in Destiny because mm. each, each class has superpowers. Like, you know, Nova Bombs throwing these giant, like, Hadoukens down onto the earth that blow up and, like, you know, sometimes the itchy. sometimes the solar uh, <laughs> titan he he's a big fire hammer and he'll run around the map just swinging this giant hammer and everything. It's just it's insane. So unless you're into like the space magic version of it, like you know, it might turn you off a little bit if you're. But it feels like Halo used to feel. You know, like when yeah. you jumped on Halo for the first time, you're like, this feels unlike any other game oh, I've ever. And, and and Destiny feels like that. It's so it's so good. And I got I got a 4K TV at home, 80 inch 4K TV on a, on the on the wall. Oh my God. And it's like it does the 4K upgrade. Destiny is one of the games that does it. And like man, I can't. That's what I was gonna wait. ask you. I was gonna wonder if you played on a big screen or if you played on monitor. Because when it comes to shooters, a lot of people play. Like, I play on monitor for Call yeah, of Duty just because it seems like a lot. There's an input lag they say and all that. Yeah. But my boy, my boy Justin. Uh, his name is uh, his gamer tags Dusk with two Ks. He was uh, he was an MLG pro for a long time with Halo. Yeah, and uh, you know he carries my my buddies through uh, through <laughs> Call of Duty to victories all the time now because uh, he's just but he plays on a on a yeah. twenty three inch uh, personal monitor. That's yeah. what I'm on. And he recommends everybody do the same thing. You know, I've been trying to get him on it for shooters. No, he had it out here the other day, and I saw it, and I was like, this is actually it, it's good for certain games. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but like when we're playing like Madden or two K or games like sports games, I feel like a bigger screen is better, especially if you're playing with somebody else. But like if you're playing a solo shooter, like like a first person shooter like yeah. COD, I feel like it's it's better for sure. I need to get yeah. on this Destiny man. For me, for me, the 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 skyboxes on Destiny are just gorgeous. You're going to all yeah. these different planets, and so I just love seeing it. Yep. Uh, and plus, I sit like 20 feet back from the screen, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. This reminds me of like you need Ready to get player a player one. You need to get a games rig. You got the, the uh, oh, do you know yeah. those little personal gaming rigs. We were just talking about that yesterday with somebody. They're saying the ones that you unzip and fold up, right? And it folds yeah, has it's a screen. like a suitcase. And yeah. they have. That's good so for travel. The, it's good for travel, right? The Guardian is their new one. And uh, they gave us one for the auction, actually. And really? We got a, yeah, we got a Xbox, Xbox One XLE that we put in there. And uh, yeah, man, I, I have one. Yeah. I have one of their older models, the Vanguard. And I have noticed over time that when. When I'm on location, and I, th- I take the thing with me, mm-hmm. yeah. and when I'm on location, I just take that and I game out of that little rig, and it's a little 20-inch screen, and I'm so much better. 
<laughs> no, for real. Yeah. Shooting quick, the quickness of it, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm about to keep doing that. I'm about to get a little rig. Yeah, man. So we can't not talk to you about like Friday Night Lights. Talk to us about that. I mean, it's obviously a huge show. You're a big part of it, the start of it, and talk to us just about that whole experience, man. Oh man, that uh, getting that job in the first place was crazy. Um, it's just you ever have people ask you like, you know how. Like with you, mm-hmm. like you probably through the recruiting process, like how, how do you get recruited? How do you get, yeah. how, you know, I need to do that. I need to figure this out. Yeah. Or like they'll ask you guys, be like, oh, you know, you guys got this awesome podcast. Like, how do, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And there's just never like a great answer. It's like people ask me, they're like, how did you get in Friday nights? What do I need to do? Well, my road was um, <laughs> crazy. And I, you know, uh, I, I was a beatboxer for a long time in Orlando. You know, I, I started doing stage shows. And then booked a, an off-Broadway show and was up there. And my first pilot season came up. And I was doing an off-Broadway show. And at the time, I was up for the role of Tarzan on Broadway. Oh, wow. Uh, and they offered... I didn't get it. They offered me the understudy. And I was like, well, I'll do it as long as I can have an out in my contract to go do TV if I book something. Because yeah. this is my first pilot season. I'm like 22 years old mm-hmm. or whatever. Twenty No, 24 years old. And... Uh, the guy looks at me, the vice president of Disney theatricals at the time, he looks at me and he goes, well, we, we don't give outs for television. We're, we're Disney theatricals. And wow. uh, you might think the show you're doing right now has, has showed you how to really perform on a Broadway stage, but uh, it's a tiny show, a, a tiny show that had won a, a, a crap ton of awards called Alter Boys, <laughs> mind you. But he was right. You know, it was like a 200 seat house. And he was like, but we'll teach you how to be a real lead. And you will go on as Tarzan sometimes and you'll learn how to command a stage. And what do you want to do on television anyway? Be fourth handsome guy from the left on a WB show? Because that's what your career is going to be. Jeez. And it really pissed Holy me off, Lord, man. what? And this, did, this dude didn't know that I'm like one of the most competitive people. Yeah. Uh, I am just, it, it's one of my faults. I am mm-hmm. hyper competitive, yeah. which uh, I know like kind of flies in the face of me leaving, uh, quitting football. But it yeah. was, uh, I knew at that point that I could be competitive in a different realm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I had a different avenue to go be competitive in. And uh, so I, he pissed me off. So my first pilot season, and I'm getting all these pilot scripts sent to me. And mm-hmm. pilot season, for anybody out there who doesn't understand, it's not the same anymore. But back then, uh, you would get, like, the agency would get 700 pilot scripts. And it would be a mad dash. And you would be reading them. You'd be going in three or four or five auditions a day. All the networks are trying to cast all these shows so they can shoot the pilots. And then they can choose whether or not to put it on the air. Yeah. So it's like, you know, 700 scripts. And then, you know, 300 of them get made and then like 20 of them make it to yeah. the networks, you know, and it was insane. And what happened in January and you knew from January to March, you were just going to be head down like all day, every day. So I started getting all these scripts from my agent and I was like, pass. She's like, what? I was like, pass. <laughs> she calls me one day and she goes, what the do you think you do? Who do you think you are? This is your first pilot season. You are going in for stuff. And I said, I'm not going to be fourth handsome guy from the left on the WB show. Oh, yeah, show. you're on a mission. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, it has to be good. And then I read Friday Night Lights. And having played football in high school, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not shy about this, having experienced what we went through, uh, my, my school, Lake Howell, was not successful before uh, our class went there, really. They had like one year where they had a winning record. And like, it was crazy and all the yeah. time. And then our class, we went, we won our division twice. We went to state quarterfinals and the state semifinals my junior, senior year. Wow. Um, we lost uh, to Emmett Smith's nephew, actually, Pes- wow. Pensacola, Escambia. And uh, 
and it was heartbreaking because mm-hmm. it was we could have won that game and we left it all out on the field i cried afterwards oh, yeah. and i had, i had gone to the theater and seen friday night lights the movie and then called a bunch of my high school buddies. I, t- I saw that thing seven times in the theater. I'm because, like, that's a good movie. It's a great you movie. Know? It's a good and, movie. And so when I read the script for Friday Night Lights, the pilot, I was like, this is crazy. And this, all these characters are real. And, and like, this isn't mm-hmm. a typical teenage show, even though it has a lot of teenage cast members. Like, yeah. what they're looking for is so much different. So I went into the, <laughs> I went into the casting director's office. His name is Stephen O'Neill at NBC. And I said, I think you chose the wrong scenes for this character. Uh, so I've ripped these other scenes out of the script and I would like to perform them. And this is the kind of stuff I could do back then because I didn't yeah. know better that now I can't do because everybody knows that I know better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, don't do that I can't fast. go into a room now and be like, you guys picked the wrong scene. Yeah, Casting director no. be like, who does this guy think he, get him out of here. Been in this business 30 years, you know this. So, but Stephen O'Neill turned around, turned the camera off and he said, okay, we're going to do a pre-read. Do you know what that is? I said, what? And he goes, it's where you do the scene just for me. I don't tape it. And I tell you if it's good enough for me to turn the camera back on. Wow. And I was like, all right. So I did it. And he was like, okay, turn around, turn it back on. I did that scene. Apparently it went to Peter Berg in Los Angeles, who was watching thousands of you know people like for yeah. all the different roles. And he was like, who's this kid that's doing a different scene? Get him out here. He's got he's got balls. Let's get him out here. And like, <laughs> I came out. I tested and I booked the thing. And it was it was my first pilot season. It was the the like the fifth show I ever went out for. Man. And uh, I knew I knew from just reading that script how special that show was going to be. Yeah. So how did you feel when when they said okay we sent it out and now they want to meet you? Because I know at first you're like okay I'm to to do another scene is like. I just got to do it. Don't even think about it. You just had to probably just go out there, okay, this is what I'd like to do. One of the craziest things about the whole audition process is they didn't have the whole, they had the script, but they didn't have scripts for future episodes. And Mm. Jason Street's pilot episode is, you know, he's not facing adversity how he does for the remainder of the show. Mm. And so they needed to pull scenes forward to to make sure that I could perform, you know, with, facing this adversity and all these things. So they, what they did was they just pulled a Derek Luke scene where Booby Miles finds out his football career is done and they made me do that scene. And I'm like, you're going to make me do a scene that Derek Luke, I mean, the dude is, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's the ultimate man. He should have been such a bigger, Yeah, he deserved, he deserved to be superstar level. He's very well respected, but yeah, I mean, sure. Derek Luke is incredible. And mm-hmm. if you watch that scene in the movie. Oh, it was, it was, Sad. Even, it's insane. Just even him at the um, you know, saying like to the doctor telling him like what like yeah you're done playing. He's like, what does that mean? Can I play next week? Like, <laughs> like I was like, oh damn, like so that's the scene. That's the scene I had to perform in my test. <sighs> and so so they were like, they want to test you for the show. And I was in, I was sleeping on a couch still in New York because I was doing an off Broadway show. I was making seven hundred twenty dollars a week trying to live in New York City. And seven hundred twenty dollars a week, stuff. doing art, and then you know just you know hitting the grind every day, and uh, I was like, okay. And they flew me first class, and I was like, it's the first time I'd ever like. It was crazy. Uh, I worked in Tokyo Disneyland for a year. That's the only other time I'd ever been flown first class because they fly yeah. you business class over to Japan and they mm. fly you business class back. And those were the only two times. So I'm flying <laughs> first class to Los Angeles. They put me up in this amazing hotel room like it's two bedroom suite i'm like why do i need a two bedroom suite this is crazy and then i go in and you have to perform in a tiny room for like 40 executives and then they tell you within a half hour basically okay 
we, we all like you. you. You can go to the next room of 40 executives. And so then, so you, you test for the studio and then you got to go test for the network. Oh Man. my God, my anxiety. And so I was in there and I'm doing that scene. And so I was like, I could turn on the waterworks. You know, there's another actor in the yeah. audition who came out still crying. And Minka Kelly, this is when her and I became really good friends, is he came out still crying into the room. And yeah. she's like, stop it. Stop. Clean yourself up in the room. Don't come out here and try and intimidate other actors because yeah, yeah, you're still try. crying. Like, <laughs> set the bar out here, like bro. Don't, don't do that. Set the bar out but here. I, I chose not to do it. I chose to go the opposite way. I was like, Derek Luke, like, there's a story that Peter Berg tells where mm-hmm. Derek Luke did one, one take without crying. And then Peter walked up to him and he was like, hey, Derek, uh, yeah, so I think just like this particular time, um, the emotion is going to be so, do you need me to cry, Peter? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, that would be great. He was like, got it. And then he did the next take and that was the one. And he's just like crying. So like I I had read some about that story. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to cry. I'm just going to be so pale white and shocked and like still like, you know, there's, there's a part of the scene when Jason Street gets hurt where he thanks the paramedics who are helping him. Mm-hmm. And I, that was an ad-libbed uh, line because yeah. that's the way I thought Jason would react. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so there's like this really like shocked, almost polite nature in, way, in the way I approached it. Yeah. And that ended up getting me the, the gig. But yeah, it's, amazing. it's an intense, it's an intense, uh, you know, that's intense. it's an intense uh, course of, of things that you have to do. Like it's so challenging, you know. Uh, nowadays, the test is becoming less and less, which is good. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was a journey. How was working with that? I mean, all those actors in in that show and actresses. It seems it's just like star studded. I mean, now you look back at them, they all have gone on to do a lot of stuff. And just talk yeah. about that. You know, that cast is insanely talented, and Peter Berg is one of the greatest filmmakers working today. Um, and his story of how he became a filmmaker is crazy. He was a series regular on a show that shot in Chicago. He was making a ton of money. And, uh, you know, they just got picked up and yeah. getting raises. And he walked in, told his boss, he's like, I, want, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, I just saw one of the other actors pull up in like a Porsche and park a spot. And he's like, we're in Chicago. He's buying like a fancy car. And I just, I don't think this is my life. Yeah. I don't want this to be my future. So yeah. I'm going to go make this movie called Very Bad Things. And, and so I quit. And like that's crazy, right? Like, yeah. Crazy. And and he has such an eye for talent. Yeah. Uh, you you watch his projects, and it's just he's just got such an eye for talent. And we were in Austin, and we shot the whole series in Austin. So yeah. we were outside of the machine of L.A. So after we would get done on set, we would actually go have dinner together. We'd have real relationships, yeah. as opposed to getting out at dinner and being like, I gotta go to this event. I gotta I gotta get my car and drive through traffic and I got this mm-hmm. other meeting tomorrow. It's like nobody was trying to be seen. We weren't trying to do anything down there except for work. And I, I think that's why the, the show is so special. And there was a trust from the very top down. Pete told us our battle cry on that show is nobody pushes us around. And he told us from the very beginning, you know your character better than anybody. Mm-hmm. So if a director that we bring in is telling you to do something you don't think your character would do, nobody pushes us around. Give me a call. Let me know. And I'll have to talk to the director. That must feel that, good to know. Yeah, to know that there's that much trust. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 I think it just shows, yeah. you know. And working with Jesse Plemons and Jesse Taylor Kitsch and, you know, mm-hmm. Annie Palicki and Zach Guilford and I were roommates. Saracen and I were nice. roommates. I mean, that, that's how tight we were. I was just talking to Gaius a couple of weeks ago, Smash. Um, and so, you know, we're still tight to this day. I think it's just a bond. And even, even the next 
cast that came in. You know, Michael B and I played in a, a basketball league for a while. I've been to a bunch of his his stuff. So proud of that dude, man. He's such a good guy. And Matt Loria, who came on, him and I, you know, we stayed tight, even though we didn't even work together at like but one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being a part of that show, just you know that whoever else is on that show is good people. Is good people, man. Yeah. yeah. You can't fake that, man. That's the chemistry. You can't yeah. fake chemistry. Yeah. That's why people last long. It's yeah. it seems like it's very similar to sports. Like all the people we've talked to about acting, how it's like you get those relationships in sports. Like, I mean, I met you through sports. I've met mm-hmm. so many people through sports and you build a trust on your team as it is. And it seems like it's the same with you and acting. And you have this whole team and like, you know, some things are ad-libbed. I imagine you guys ad-libbed a lot of stuff. Yeah, we we would go home at lunch on that show, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually when you do a network show, you you finish an episode in eight days, eight shooting days to get one hour of television, usually, you know, eight, 12 hour days. (laughs) And, uh, And Pete's whole idea was, the script is incredible. Jason Kadams and our whole writers, they're amazing. And they craft story and they give you the, the basics, the bones. And uh, what we want you to do is come on set. We have no marks. We don't do rehearsals. We have three handheld cameras at all time. Uh, so there's, we don't have to do all these crazy setups. And then uh, the first time the words come out of your mouth, they want them as they were on the page. And we kind of get to it. And uh, after that, they want you to get off the page and just see what happens. We would shoot so few takes of scenes because we would get together beforehand and be like, hey, yeah. you know, I think I'm going to change to this. And and I look at uh, ad lib and stuff uh, and, and, and improving in the scenes as like you're driving on an interstate towards New York City. You can get off on any exit to stop for a second mm-hmm. as long as it's got an on ramp back onto the interstate. Yeah. And so that's how I always looked at it. You know, you can you can take a detour yeah. as long as there's an on ramp to get back, back to the, to the point. Yeah. Yes. To take you where you, your final destination, the main casita of the scene. And everybody kind of felt like mm-hmm. that. So that's Kyle right. and Connie, they would go and have coffee every single day and they would just like rewrite scenes. Not rewrite, but you know, because the writing is 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 beautiful and gorgeous, but they would figure out moments that just felt real to them. And then we'd go home at lunch. So by the time we were uh, going into season three, NBC mm-hmm. called and they're like, we're not going to pay you guys for eight, 12-hour days. <laughs> uh, so we started shooting episodes in five and a half days, which is unheard of. That really? Was, we would cross-board every sixth day, meaning we would, we would finish a, an episode and start an episode on the same day uh, every sixth day. Which wow. is insane. So you guys are machine just cranking yeah. it out. God, yeah. It was awesome. That's amazing. And man. it broke me because then I went on to do a show called The Good Wife, yeah. which is like everything's locked off. Everything's very proper, like multiple, multiple, multiple takes. Yeah, you have to be word yourself. perfect. They have a speaker over the over the uh, soundstage yeah. where the script supervisor would be like, Scott, it's actually in, not Anne. And I'd be like, oh, God. Dang. Okay. Okay. <laughs> got it. So that was that was tough. It was very jarring. Uh, yeah. You know, it kind of ruined me. But it actually, you know, back to your point about sports and 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 this business being the same. It's it is because mm. at the end of the day, they're really relationship businesses. Yeah. I mean, you look at players That's in the everything. NBA. You look at players in the NBA right now who sure. are getting more and more power to like kind of get to go where they mm-hmm. they want to play with the people who they want to play with. Yeah, or bring people in and yeah. do all that. And yeah. They bring it it's and that. But those are relationships mm-hmm. that were built. You know. Yeah. And then if you have a good, you know, with with what I do, you know, Lucifer that just came up, mm-hmm. um, it. It came through a number of different relationships that I had. They had an idea for a character. They kind of wanted somebody like me. And then somebody was like, well, yeah. why don't we just go get him? I'll, I'll, you know, let's make yeah. a phone call. 
made a phone call. I talked to my, you know, my friend and then and boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm there. That's dope. And, uh, you know, work begets work. Sure. But it's a relationship business. Oh, Everybody sure. are people and we got to treat people with respect and with for empathy sure. and with kindness. And if you do that in, in the film world, it's starting to shift yeah. in the same way that like sports yeah, are. It'll where, come back to you. Yeah. It'll come back around. So yeah, I feel that. Man, this is amazing, Scott. We really appreciate you coming Thank on. Thank you so much. Man. You know, it was amazing. Plug your uh, Instagram and you know all your your last your uh, charities. Yeah, man. I feel like we got to do this again because I feel like we didn't even get into comic books. We didn't get into anything. Uh, we, like, no, yeah, trust we, me. We, we, we'll we part talked. two. We'll yeah. be back out here. Yeah, we were, we'll probably make another stop back out and maybe another month or two maybe so yeah we definitely got we gotta link up again when things clear up you know i'll I'll, I'll get back down to florida too i gotta i gotta go see my grandparents and stuff they're down there so i'll let you know when i'm in in the neighborhood as well man um yeah i'm uh i'm on instagram at skittish kid s-k-i-t-t-i-s-h-k-i-d that was my old beatboxing moniker hey um yeah man hey talent you know uh and then uh i'm at scott porter on twitter and uh, for everybody who's listening, uh, please join us uh, Saturday, September the 26th. That's the Saturday coming up from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's free to join in. All you got to do is go to hdsa.org slash freezehd, and you can click a link, enter your email. They'll send you an invite, and you just join in. We got, like, Shoshana Bean singing a song. We've nice. got all American Rejects singing songs. We've hey. got all of these crazy auction items. Cool. Uh, we've got last year's horse, uh, host, Lamorne Morris, coming on and doing nice. a drop-in. We've got... Uh, Rachel McAdams, Bryce Dallas Howard coming from the set of Jurassic World Dominion. Nice. So we've got yes. we got some cool stuff and uh we got a lot of awesome art from Mondo and video games galore, man. And uh, sports. I can't wait to look at and then uh, you got a Terrence Ross jersey coming. Yeah. Oh, I got hey, yeah, I'm, that's a big one. I'm missing a, a twenty twenty jersey this year. Oh man. So as soon as I get after this, I'll tell my wife to send me a picture and I can see my buddy my buddy's a screenwriter, yeah. uh Jamie Linden. And he's uh he's he's determined to win. He's a huge <laughs> Magic fan, oh my and he God, is yeah. just determined to win. I'll, so, I'll put a special. I'll so put you, like an orange jersey up or something oh, for this one. Oh, you yeah. throw you throw something in. He's gonna yeah. definitely. I got you. You know. All right, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much, so much for having me. You gotta do it again. Yes, yep. sir.